Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi-ho and bright suns, folks. Welcome back to D Plus Us, the show where we talk about all things Disney. Right now, we are talking about a fantastic show. We are talking about Andor. Mitch has got a lightsaber. Mitch, how's it going? Trying to turn my lightsaber on because we forgot we were talking about Star Wars and I took the batteries out. How'd you forget we were talking about Star Wars? We're talking about Star Wars. Because I'm an idiot. I mean, Have you not fair. met me? As always, of course, of course, folks, if we're talking about Star Wars shows, it can't just be us two. We have to have our resident Star Wars fan expert of all things pod racing. Nick, how's it going? Can't swim. Can't swim. That moment, dude. That moment. We are talking about mm-hmm. episodes um, 7 through 10. Yeah, 7 through 10. Um, yes. I know I said we were. Go- I know we said we were going to do three episode bits. I know we said it. But they literally made like the one time that it isn't the story does not wrap up in three episodes. These four episodes. I don't even know if it's wrapped up in this episode. To be fair, I mean, yeah, I it's still think there. I think there's definitely fallout at the end of this episode for sure. I think I think they're just like wrapping it up with this, these last uh, six few. episodes. Yeah, we'll get into that here in a second. I do want to give everyone the spoiler warning before we jump into it. We will be fully spoiling this show. Uh, pretty much all Star Wars, just in general. Throw the spoiler warning up now. If there, if you uh, don't want it spoiled, go watch it. Come on back later. Totally happy for you to come back later. Just chill with us whenever you like. Uh, that's... How about them Ewoks, eh? Yeah, the Ewoks. No. Um, no, that moment. <laughs> let's talk about like that ending moment of the can't swim moment. It was so damn good. Yeah. Almost a blink and you miss it of just the realization of I'm never leaving this place. It's it, it breaks your heart. And I mean, the 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 main issue I have with any prequel series, and I said this off the off the top talking with you gentlemen about Andor is we know where these characters end up. So the stakes aren't like it, it at least typically for me, the stakes aren't as relevant because you already know the destination. So you get, you know, Andy Circus pop up and do his best to be a phenomenal presence in Star Wars, and we get him for this three episodes and then he can't swim it's like yeah we knew he wasn't making it to the finale but it would have been nice to have him with us a little bit longer i just the moment honestly the way that this character i cannot remember the character's name to save my life it's star wars kino kino loy kino loy okay i'm just gonna say kino that's easier um kino 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 like this whole character of like watching him have that switch and like Mm -hmm. it was that the end of episode nine where it's like the entire episode, Cassian is just like, give me this information. I need this information. I know you have this information. He's just like, no. And that final line of the episode being like, there's so-and-so troopers on the floor. There's 12 troopers. Mm-hmm. 12, 12 guards. 12 guards. I was like, floor. oh my God, things are heating up. Mm-hmm. Everything about this whole prison like storyline for him was so, so good to me. Especially because he's right. just there, no, for no reason at all. He's there because the empire sucks. It's so funny too, because I was like, "Oh, Andy Serkis is in Star Wars now." <laughs> totally forgetting yeah. that he was Snoke, right? <laughs> I did the exact uh... same thing. <laughs> now, I think oh. 
I think we've talked about it a lot with the show of like this show has done such a good job of depicting the empire. Yeah. And like just how real it really is and whatnot. And we saw that so well with our favorite cereal boy. Um, I still cereal of just he's cereal. I saw the greatest thing on Twitter the a while back. I don't know. I can not credit to who it was because it's literally been that long, but it was literally just cereal is the most weenie hut junior character I have yes. ever heard. Yes. Of yeah. Which if you understand that, you understand that this dude is he's a pushover every step of the way. He's like the fan of Elon Musk that is like ha- like really pushing for him to like g- bring Twitter back like to where it should be. To you mean rather mind. than just crashing a whole bunch of yeah. and like it's fine. Economies to collapse. He's doing great. Casually he's putting an up alpha a male. I can't so he to put up an actual dev build. Yeah, that's just me hating him. Now, I, I really love that characterization for him though. Like, yeah, the dude sucks. He's not a character you root for. He is a character you poke fun at every step of the way. Mm-hmm. But like the way he was used to really him and that um, I think her name was Vel. Vel is the first um, planet that was like Cassie's friend. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the way that no. those. Bix, are you thinking of Bix? I mean, I'm thinking of Bix. Yeah. Uh, yep. but yeah, the way these two characters in particular are used to really amplify this uh, this empire story of the ISB, and um, mm-hmm. I'm horrible with names today. I am sorry. I um, forget. Uh, Deidre. Deidre. Deidre is the the empire. Deidre, Deidre is Miro. terrifying. Mm-hmm. Her interactions with Cyril are some of my favorite in this episode arc of just like, yeah. Yeah, I gave you this information. No, we interrogated you. If you ever try to contact me again, you will be like banished to the nth moon of the outer rim. Like she is just oh, it's the the you see the seeds of what the empire will end up becoming in characters like Deidre and it's just mm-hmm. oh, it's it gets under your skin in a way that just it's never re- we've never seen that in Star Wars before, which is like I had I had this realization that I hate prequels and Andor might be my favorite series of television to have come out this year. Yeah. Like it's just, it's crazy I, how good these stories are in a world that we should not care as much about because we know the destination. Right. Well, I, th- I think that again, I think the biggest thing about that Andor has going for it is the fact that it is a prequel that is about the journey. Like we haven't seen that journey before. Like even the prequels in star Wars, um we know where that ends up and we kind of like understand where things are going even in the minute parts um whereas this we we are seeing the boots on the ground ground floor like what what tyranny what the tyranny of the empire really looks like and without laser swords without the force like when you don't have any sort of leverage on your side and trying to take on this empire and 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 it reminds you the fact that it's not just some, you know, all powerful beings that are uh, that that finish off the empire. It's just it's a a group of rebels that you know against all odds beat every beat everything and were able to overcome the empire. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's Which one of those things where it's like you gotta give the props to um to Tony Gilroy especially, but just the entire entire crew on this of like star wars has always been so much at this point where we're at currently with star wars a lot of it is 
hey, I've grown up loving this. I really love these characters. Mm-hmm. I really my like my main thesis among these characters is I love them. I know you love them. I want to do them justice. This is not that show. This is not that. This is. I think Tony Gilroy even said he's like, I'm not really a Star Wars fan. This show is that there's one way out of fascism. Yeah. <laughs> and it is revolution. It, it is I mean, so well done. I mean, Gilroy was credited with screenplay credits on Rogue One. So it's not like he's new to Star Wars or new to right. this character specifically, but, but, but it is he, it is not his like it's not he his said he thing. he said he's not a fan. Not that yeah. he doesn't not that he's like you know, actively hating Star Wars and then oh, making no, no, no. this. I think like, it's it's great to see a fresh take yeah. from a filmmaker that isn't irreverent in sci-fi because this isn't a sci-fi show, right? Yeah. This is political drama. This is you know civil unrest. It's it's this uprising spy drama. Like that whole scene we get with Luthen and Lonnie. Oh my! Like my skin was mm-hmm. crawling. Dude. And it's there's scenes here for the rebellion and for the Empire that just make you just not like people or, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the constructs of civil liberty and, and all of that jazz, which is something that I think hits home for a lot of us more now than it has in the past. It's just, it's, it's unsettling in the way, you know, the, the presentation of some of these scenarios just is meant to get under your skin. And it's, it resonates in this way that I just, I haven't really felt from star Wars ever to this point which is just so refreshing yeah this um there's been a couple of just like oh my god moments of like everything within like these last four episodes were very much about like the fallout like the empire really cracking down being overly evil like that quote from um from the kid earlier this season of like they're gonna commit a hundred atrocities and hide behind that that has very much been these last four episodes and seeing that, but especially seeing that from the side of the Senate, seeing that all with Mon Mothman in particular, as she's like trying to raise the money and seeing this, seeing like the, the government of Star Wars in a way we just haven't before has been such a great way to do that. I love the show is just mind blowing that they're willing to go those lengths. I, I think too, the fact that, you know, I think this past rep, episode is really like out in the open about what um these people have sacrificed to um or are willing to sacrifice to um you know for the rebellion um i mean luthan's or you know that, that as mitch mentioned that great scene with uh luthan where he's like what have i lost i've lost everything i've given up everything for this this cause you know and i will never get it back but it's for the next generation it's for it's so that people don't have to suffer like this um for years to come um and like we see with mon mothma and that transaction of um you know you want this money all right well let's just say i'll have my son come over and maybe our um going to casually uh, arrange Cor- a marriage here yeah corellian which seems like it is um, custom on corellia right these arranged yeah, marriages Cor- so it's yeah implying that they're going to follow these customs and right you know and the the line purpose. the line as the banker i forget the banker's name but uh as, as he goes out is uh like get you know mon mothma is very furious and be like get out it's not a discussion and she's like i'll, I'll leave you to think about it it's, she's like i won't he goes you will 
You're thinking, that's, that's, that was the first thinking, lie. That's, that's the first, that's the first lie, lie you you've said. Yeah, exactly. Just, oh, it, it, it gets so you. Good. Um, yeah. I think the writing is so well done in this. Just like the little quips and it, it, it really is a great... It, every line so that that's was, in uh, the... Davos Golden. Davos. Davos. Yeah, like uh, that... Uh, I, I, that interaction is like a, just a prime example of how the writing's so well done and so meticulously crafted to for so that, so that every line means something, not just a oh we know where that's going, you know, which Star Wars has kind of been um, for the past, you know, at least three years, if not longer. Um, I, I do want to go we, back for a sec. Yeah. Sorry, what, once you wrap that up, I, I was yeah, I was just gonna say um, that we've. Uh, it's it's refreshing to have things not only be a Easter egg to where oh that's referencing this it's actually something that um, brings through in the the story and is important in the story. Yeah, sorry. Just to go back to Luthen and and Lonnie's conversation a little bit. That quote of "I'm damned for what I do," my anger, my, mm-hmm. evil, my unwillingness to yield, my earn or eagerness to fight. I'm condemned to use the tools of my enemy to defeat them. It's just like mm-hmm. you've had to become that which you hate the most in order to create this future for the next generation. It's just, oh, it's like, oh. This show just yeah. casually and dropping it, some of the best this quotes show. We don't yeah. deserve this show, and we have it, and I'm so happy we have it, even though I was so apprehensive coming into this series. Yeah, I think like you were kind of getting there. Nick, but like it's it's the subtle moments that really really mm-hmm. make the show. And there's one that I feel like it was very well written. It still pisses me off. Which yeah, is, I think you know where I'm going with this one, yeah. which is uh, Valid Sentry on Ferrix. Uh, we were so close. <laughs> we were so yeah. goddamn close. Yeah, but like, want to know what else was cut from that? There was definitely more there. There was definitely more oh, there. Sure. But also, like, this whole... They have this whole storyline with Vel of having to put the Rebellion first. And yep. it's definitely interesting seeing it both on this side and then the reveal of her being related to Mon Mothma. Like, it's definitely interesting, but it's, like, so close yet so far. Yeah. I And I, I think that's, that's an interesting tool to be like, you know, we... There's people who are in high power situations that are still all that are not only just like enacting things, but also like on the ground, like like doing the the stuff, like doing one of the biggest um, heists in imperial history, at least that to this point. You know that that um, she was like, I'm I'm ready to do something about it, um, and but it's also kind of under this this guy's of Luthen who she's like, I'm not sure if I can trust him. And you know, that, that also is, is uh, goes into the fact that, you know, like Luthen says, you know, I'm damned. And like, he, he's gone much like, um, Saw Guerrero, where he's gone to the path of like, I'm willing to do anything to get where I need to be or where I want people to be. Um, I burn my life to make a sunrise I know I'll never see. Like right. knowing there is no outcome from this whole thing where he survives. And we already know yeah. that because we haven't seen this character around. Uh, granted, you know, it's Star Wars. You could definitely 
do some weird stuff and just like, oh yeah, we haven't seen him because he went and retired on some beach somewhere, but that's not what ha- will happen because yeah. it's Star Wars. Yeah, well, Cassie tried that and it didn't go too well for him. Yeah. It went well enough until he, you know, walked up the beach a little bit. Wrong place, wrong time. No, I think Luthen yeah. is like, might be one of the most interesting characters so far. Yeah, I agree. Like, cause he, he is quite easily making some of the most morally questionable decisions in the entire show. And yet somehow he is still the heart of the show. Yeah. Like, it's really interesting seeing this character go back and forth with all that. Um, I also, this is just very much a me thing. I didn't want to say I was turning on one of the episodes at one point and on Disney plus the thumbnail was of his assistant. I totally mm. just at first glance thought his assistant was like supposed to be Leia for a second. I was like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> Brains do weird things, man. Well, cause yeah. she had like her hair up and like under a hood, very, very similar to Leia in that scene when she's meeting. That's how they get you though. And I was That's like, what the get hell? <laughs> but now speaking of like, you know, cameras and stuff, they actually did good with Sam Carrera. Yeah. Holy, holy shit. I don't need much more from Saw. No more. Don't give us any more Saw. I thought I honestly want more because I think he could be a good character. I think he could be a really good character, especially when they're talking about uh, Krieger and that whole thing going on. I think that's going to be our next, you know, like group of episodes, or at least in uh, the next two episodes, we're going to see Saw Guerrera and the repercussions of um, the ISB, or at least hear it. Um, Or they're setting up plot lines for season two. Could be, could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I think they've said like the way that they're treating all of this is very much like this. This season one is part one, season two is part two. Like it's yeah. one through line throughout the entire thing. Right. I could very much see them going either way, because like ultimately this is very much about the Republic coming together to form the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Saw never joins that. Yeah. So, but I'd love to see the the like the dichotomy of that and like full on. I know it's maybe in a, it's a, a season two thing, but to see an episode with just him and see the opposite of what the rebellion is trying to do—not the opposite, but like the same goal, but in opposite tactics—and um, like fully see Saw as a character because I don't think we get enough time with him. I don't think we. I mean, obviously, Clone Wars we do, but. Um, in terms of like on screen live action, like I think like we can flesh out this character, and I think the people, I think the people behind Andor are so good um, at at um, what they're doing so far that I think they would give him a good, um, good good go at it. I feel like and stick with me on this one. Mm-hmm. Saw Gerrera has become like the Hulk of Star Wars. He never gets his own shit, but he is in yeah. everybody else's. And we keep yeah. getting like, these hodgepodge of like character growth here and there, understanding what's happening to him. I feel like someone just needs to come in and flesh out the student story. I agree. And like, I, I know I very much like that's the exact opposite of what I've been saying with Star Wars. Of I don't want Star Wars to keep filling holes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like this dude deserves it. But when they're they're like smaller characters, like I don't want them to fill holes of Skywalkers. Like I don't want them to like be like, oh, this this new Skywalker, or like this is more Luke, or this is more Leia. Like we have that story. We have that beginning, middle, end, you know, and everywhere in between. Um, as much as I love it, as much as I grip with it, I think what's hitting so hard with Andor is is that it's a familiar it's familiar territory without being 
solely reliant on that familiar territory. Like it's telling that story in the familiar territory, which is what I've kind of always said with Star Wars is just like use Star Wars as a platform. Um, whatever you want to do, do it. And I think that's why we see things like Visions. We see things like Andor where just like at least critically are, are doing very well. Um, obviously, I don't know. Commercially, we'll see at the end when it gets out. But yeah, the fun thing about everything there wasn't. Being being in the parks a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was not a whiff of anything related to Andor, and with I Disney, don't think there would be if it. But with Disney, if it's not if it's not something they can commercialize, and it's something they're going to deem a failure, True. which is unfortunate because well, it's so you also dang good. With the parks, that they've still been very focused on Mando and the sequels. Yeah, like yeah. they're just which... now bringing non sequel characters into that world, so. Which I oh would imagine we'll see more. Nick, Nick you need to see it. Like you're yeah. gonna cry, big adult baby tears, like I did. It's yeah, it's out of this world, literally. I gotta see it before <laughs> they release Obi Wan season two, and my heart is officially crushed. <laughs> I mean, they they won't. They no, won't do that. We, we they can't don't do that to actually us. no. You say that we don't need it, which is why we'll probably get it. I mean, exactly. did, weren't we the ones that predicted that we were gonna get like a series on like? I wasn't gonna be him, but it would be a spinoff on the 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 path or if, whatever they were called if they did if they did the path or they did reva and actually did them justice 100 percent. but i think the path the path is just andor the path is just andor we don't need a path show um, i don't know i feel like that, i'd like to see a show about people smuggling jedi around well it, it'll still be interesting as well right because we've still we're still what four or five years out at this point from the events of Rogue One. So there's mm-hmm. going to be time jumps. There's going to be something from season one to season two that gets us closer to that. Hey, we're all on Yavin talking about rebel shit at this rebel base and stuff like that, right? Like it becomes a movement. I'm assuming the end of this season is like the rebellion is a thing and that conflict begins. And then we'll see more of that as season two progresses. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing I just realized, I like, guess we've been talking about this. This is always at the exact same time as Rebels. Yeah. Like, that's just a thing to think about. Yeah. Also, uh, total side note, total nothing to do with this episode. But did y'all see the voice actor for, uh, oh, not Kanan. Why am I forgetting his name? Ezra. The voice actor for Ezra did an Applebee's commercial, and people are stitching together, like, his, uh, rebel rebellion signal, and putting in the... <laughs> get, get two for one appetizers. It's like stormtroopers like, looking around. It's very, that very good. Seen that? Because Canada does not have Applebee's. Actually, that's not yeah. true. I think we have, like, one or two. Here's the thing, though. You've got Google. I do have Google, and we'll be Googling it when I'm done with this. But also, y'all been to that whole Olive Garden thing? That was pretty good. Been to Olive Garden. Been to Olive, Olive Garden. It's not good, but... It was pretty, it was okay. I, 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 It's fine. It's not my it's choice. Portion size. Look, what if we're going with those kind of restaurants, I'm fully in Spaghetti Factory camp. I don't know what Spaghetti Factory is. This might be a West Coast thing. I don't uh, know if this is a... It's basically just Olive Garden, but like slightly nicer. So we we have a restaurant here called the Old Spaghetti Factory. That's it's what also it is. Very That's what good. it is. Yes. The you guys have the Old Spaghetti Factory. Yes. What the? I didn't know this was a chain. What the hell? <laughs> yes, it's a chain. There's like, there's at least two I can think of off the top of my head in the in areas I've lived in. 
That can't be true. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh my god, it's literally just in Canada and Portland. <laughs> I didn't even know that it was in Portland. <laughs> I knew it was crazy. I knew we had one. It's great. <laughs> hey, did you know the old spaghetti factory is a chain? <laughs> one of those did you know they have one in Portland? I I appreciate the fact. Yeah. I do not. I appreciate the fact that I felt weird. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna like take this off the rails. And then it's like, yeah, y'all hear about this Olive Garden? I off the rails. Sweater. Look at this sweater. It's a dope sweater. Oh, that is a dope sweater. It's, that is that is very good. It is a Mickey Mouse sweater. It's very good. Everyone, everyone was wearing this one. Yeah, oh, this was this this was the this sweater was everyone was wearing. I love it. No, should we just weird. talk about the, the war stars? I mean, we probably should, but it's just hilarious yeah. to me that the old spaghetti factory is only in Canada and Oregon. You know, uh, never mind. I was going to dox myself. <laughs> yeah, best of, best of not. Um, yeah, bringing it back. Let's see what we talk about. Holy shit, it's the same thing. Way. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. We're totally thrown by this. Sorry, folks. Um, No, that's, hold on. No, there are locations in other states. Are there? I'm seeing Arizona, California. Uh, okay, so this is a West Coast thing then? Colorado, Hawaii, Indiana, not. Kansas, Kentucky. I, I thought it was based in Portland. So, anyways, Star Wars. You know what else is based? And there's one in Ohio. So I actually, I do have a question for you guys. It, it goes along the lines of like kind of those those major, like, oh, here's a character we recognize moments. Yeah. Do you want to see them reprogramming K2SO? Yes. I'm mostly really, just I a lot more Alan Tudyk in my life. I don't think I would be mad if they did it, but I don't need it. Yeah, that's where I I'm coming say. down on it too. Because it was something I was thinking about when um when Cassian gets captured. Because like I was like, oh, I immediately recognize these droids. Thank you, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh wait. Yeah, they do capture one of those at one point. I would love to see them capture one. I would love to see what it what, what it takes yeah. to capture an imperial prison droid, especially how menacing they are. Uh, They're terrifying. Like this big, big, slender thing just like coming at you and just like picking you up. Did the moment Not... when he gets picked up, like where the 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 sand? No, not sand trooper. Beach trooper. Beach trooper. The Beach Troopers, Beach Trooper. I've been calling yeah. Beach Troopers. Yeah, I don't the... think it's Beach Trooper. He, but he, was, yeah. he was in the Miami equivalent of whatever that planet was and got absolutely wrecked and nearly, you know, choked to death. But yeah, the like the moment the, like the Beach Trooper, like Shore like, just Trooper, I think. Shore Trooper, that does sound better. I think we're going with that Shore Trooper. Um, when it like just like go away and like just hold on to him, he just picks him up and puts him against the wall. Like that, those things are terrifying. Like, you don't mess with those. So I would be really interested to see that, but also, eh, I, I could go without it. But we only got two more episodes left this season. Yeah, I'm not ready. I want more, and I wouldn't have thought I'd be saying that at the beginning of this season. Do we know when the next season com- is coming out? I mean, I'm assuming like end of next year. Production see, yeah. is going to begin just after Thanksgiving. Okay, so probably end of next year, beginning of the year after, probably. I would assume similar time frame next year to this year. So yeah, probably like November, December. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that this is only two seasons, but at the same time, it's like some of the best star Wars, which is, I think why it works as two seasons. 
Uh, I would tell you the two season makes that makes it even better because yeah, we have an think... end. We know what the end of the story is going to exactly. be. Exactly. We know the scope. I think that's the, what's been great about it is that even Obi-Wan, like it, it doubled, tripled in scope that it should have, than it should have been like, it should have been this small tight knit story, not galaxy spanning. Like it just needs to be this, this, this small story about Obi-Wan and Vader and possibly even Luke and Leia, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, I think that's what Andor does so well. It's like, it's just this story about this character, but we see the overall story because we know where Star Wars ends up. And um, like, I think what we've been saying this whole time is that even though it's called Andor, it's not even really, it's not an Andor story. This is, this mm -hmm. is our live action rebels. Honestly, like this is yeah. them taking the, the stakes that we've seen throughout this era of the empire rising and just translating that into live action. It's been phenomenal thus far. Yeah. It's a thing of like, I, I talk about this a lot, particularly in comic books and anime, but I very much prefer shows that have like a definitive, Oh, this is only going to be 12 episodes, 24 episodes versus something that's like, Oh, this is going to be a series and we're going to continue this on for as long as we possibly can. And cause I do like having the knowledge that this is going to end. Which yeah. is a very weird knowledge to have, but mind you, I'm coming for watching the Clone Wars. Clone Wars every Sunday, thinking, "Oh my God, this story just keeps going and going and going." Like, I like having that definitive moment that does legitimately make this better for me. Like, I, some mm -hmm. of my favorite Star Wars stories have a definitive close to it. Like, Jedi Fallen Order, for instance, has a definitive end to that story. Like, I highly recommend people read a Star Wars Vader Down comic book has a definitive end to its story and sure these stories can leave things open like this is going to leave a lot open at the end of it because it has to because it is a prequel series but it has an end and i just i'm so happy about that yeah i agree uh, we need more limited series star wars and given limited series that actually deserve series because <laughs> let me tell you obi-wan obi-wan needed to be a movie <laughs> so here, here I think out. if you cut out so much of that, but hear me out. You make an Indiana Jones style Star Wars project. It's about an archaeologist. It's just Doctor Afra. Give me a Doctor Afra show. I thought you were gonna say Indiana Jones. <laughs> I mean, what if that's what the acolyte becomes? No, they really they revealed more about what the acolyte's gonna be. They we got a cast for the acolyte too. They started filming, so we got to yeah. that looks we're really that sometime next year, maybe middle yeah. middle of next year. That looks really interesting. Yeah, that's very much on what we're saying. That's going to be a contained, yep. smaller scope, hopefully. <laughs> and not anything to necessarily do with the Skywalkers. We're probably going to see Yoda in it because it's High Republic, but there's not like many connections that we have Give me um, to the overall Star Wars. Give me Yaddle. Yaddle would be great. Yaddle would be great. I'm firmly on that Yaddle train after watching Tales of the Jedi. So. Yeah. Nah, I've... But, I mean, you look at the schedule. Like, we've got Bad Batch Season 2 in January, Mando Season 3, early 2023, Young Jedi Adventures, Vision Season 2, Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew, which is the Jude Law-led Space Pirate show, which is going to be friggin' phenomenal, The Acolyte, uh, all presumably coming next year. And then you've got Season 2 of Book of Boba Fett, Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie, the Lando TV series, which probably is not going to happen, um, the Rogue Squadron movie, which is 
almost definitely not going to happen at this point. The mm-hmm. one that Kevin Feige was involved with at some point, which we haven't heard about in like four years. There is so much Star Wars planned that it'll be interesting to see if and when some of these projects come to fruition. But I'm just really excited for the future of Star Wars, where it is those stories that aren't just Skywalkers. It is we've built this grand space soap opera tapestry. Let's throw everything we can think of at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Do you think we've had enough time away from the Skywalkers to go back to Jedi stuff? Like that's no. I want Jedi stuff. I want like high order stuff. Like that's my like only concern. Well, is, is, is I think Jedi. Jedi stuff. Yes. Well, it's not necessarily just Jedi though. I mean, it, it's very much tied to the Sith, mm-hmm. um, which I think is still, while we have had them on screen, like we still haven't like explored the Sith at least in live action, obviously through books, comics, etc. We've explored the Sith, but you know, there's not this mainstream um, exploration, especially in the High Republic era. Um, you know, that's so new right now. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like. I could see them doing more Jedi stuff. Like that's what both interests me and concerns me about the Acolyte. Like I would love to see more Jedi. I just don't want it to be related to any of the characters we know. I don't think it will be to either. Well, I, I I think that I it's regardless of Jedi or anything. Like I don't want us to stick to certain characters and and ha- be beholden to these characters' lives because I I think Mitch you know said earlier where it's it, it's so difficult with prequels because they are a they are a vessel to where we know where things end up. Um, and when you explore these characters that we already know what, what happens to them or can kind of understand what's going to happen to them, um, it's it's kind of a foregone conclusion unless you have this journey um, that is compelling, um, that, you know, this is something that you can double down on and say, like, this is a good story, even if we remove these characters. Yeah, and I think even as we move towards other era of the Jedi, I think with like looking at the Acolyte and High Republic specifically, because it's really the only thing that we know that could cross over with some Jedi shenanigans. I feel like the High Republic era is so ripe for exploration because there really hasn't been much outside of what at this point is non-canonical Star Wars materials for the most part. There is some High Republic stuff in the new canon and like books and comics and stuff. But I think there's, there's so much room to explore that in that era of star Wars that you don't need to put Yoda in there just for it to be like, Oh look, it's a Yoda because you know what a Yoda is mm-hmm. like, they can definitely do their own thing with it, which is kind of why I've enjoyed Andor. It's like, yeah, we know Andor is Andor. So it's going to involve Cassie and Andor, but this other cast of characters, regardless of whether or not we understand where they're fated to end up, have been really interesting to follow through this experience. And I think if they can maintain that level of character development, even if we know the outcome, the journey is that much more enjoyable when the characters are interesting to follow. All right. Before we wrap this up, because we are getting to the end of this, I have one more question for you two. We've got two more episodes for this. Where do you think Cassian ends up by the end of this season? And mm. will it be unfair to see his mom before she dies? No. I think it's so much of a... Like, Star Wars loves a good heartbreak. And let me tell you, he ain't gonna be there when she dies. But I think she is going to die, like, 
this whole rebellion thing is leading up to like she's gonna sacrifice herself somehow to for the good of the rebellion um and yeah especially she, she will be the spark of the rebellion on ferrex yeah and that is going to inspire andor she, to continue down shorty shorty kind of is too i mean the what they talk about is like she's sneaking out she's you know before she got ill um she was sneaking out she was doing things to interrupt the empire's plans and yada, yada, yada. She was doing it. yeah exactly so i think that that's i don't know where andor ends up i think he has the motivation at the end to because of the things that he's seen to fully commit to this this rebellion um and then also i think um we're gonna see serial do some fucking fuck shit to be a part of the isb um and some snake some snaky stuff um and i think he's gonna be a part of these this big bad because the only the only way you can combat deidre is to have cyril also on that squad and to be able to uh like out out, out evil out evil deidre yeah, it's definitely... I definitely want that character to stick around. Mm-hmm. But also the part of that is just so I can continue to make fun of him. Yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, I've literally refused to call him by his name and just call him Serial. So. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, with just two episodes left in the season, I don't know what to expect at this point. And that's yeah. sort of refreshing of there wasn't anything here other than, oh, they escaped. So there will be some means by which they end up getting off planet or or whatever. But that part of the journey is still such an unknown that I don't know where things are ending up and when, but I think yeah, ultimately it will and, end with something to do with Cassian's mom. And the fact that one of the people that he escaped with ultimately ends up with him, like with him on Scarif, um, kind of like leads me to believe like there's, we're going to really um, see the rebellion in through Andor's eyes. Um, in these past, in these next few episodes. I really hope so. The only thing I know for yeah. sure, though, that we're going in is we are going to get to the end of the episode in a couple of weeks here and be pissed that it's over. Yeah. Be pissed that we have to wait longer. Like, that you is... You say that, but we've got Disenchanted out this Friday. You've got Black Panther, Wakanda Forever in theaters. The Santa Claus is, is you know, apprehensive. Don't even try with that one. That. <laughs> There, there's so much other content coming that yes we're going to be disappointed that the journey is over but they're so like hell-bent on just no, you over the stuffing content. more content down our eye holes that it's never going to stop yeah i mean we're currently backed up on episodes because there's so much to talk about <laughs> like that's just where we're at with disney plus right now that's just where we're out with content in general did y'all see that Zootopia Plus came out? Yeah, oh, I saw that Real was... Housewives episode. It's yeah, it was so really good. It's really good. good. So High recommendation good. on that one. Um, the the Mickey Mouse documentary is out this Friday. There's so much. There's so much. We got that Elton John concert coming out in a couple of weeks. We got the one of the, we got the uh, I guess second after Star Wars Visions, the second Disney Plus book coming out. The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is out in a week and a, it's out in two weeks. Jesus. Yeah. Did you know that? No, I, I forgot. That. 
I forgot you know that what? that was out in two weeks. It's out in two weeks. So we were going. We're just never going to talk about Tales of the Jedi a week. You know. You know what? None of that is Star Wars, guys, and that's a problem. Give us no, a but you know what show. is coming, and that we're going to have to talk about weekly, Griffin, and that's National Treasure: Edge of History. When's that starting? December fourteenth. Uh, oh, oh, like a month teams. away. So much Marketing is happening. Teams have uh, <laughs> kind of dropped the ball, huh? Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> okay, I we're wrapping this up because I'm yep. currently going into a panic about how much stuff is coming. And then Bad sure. Batch, January fourth. Come back for that, Nick. Okay, you be quiet. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening to this show, Nick. If people want to keep up with you, where can people find you? You can find me everywhere at Shaka McPain. That's Shotgun M C P A Y N E. Go, go, do the thing. Follow, follow the wonderful human. Um, Mitch, where can people find us? You can find me causing Griffin undue anxiety over at Mr. Mitch George on all the socials. Links at MitchGeorge.com. Griffin's all over the internet when not freaking out over Disney Dreamlight Valley or the upcoming or recently released Sonic Frontiers. Over at Griffy Deephead, that's G-R-I-F-F-I-D-P-A-D. And the show can be found in all of the places at D plus us. Keep an eye on that. Keep an eye out for our other content. We do have an episode up right now about Nightmare Before Christmas, a fantastic movie. Highly recommend going and watch, watching that episode as we just... I solidly just bashed Tim Burton for a good five minutes. Well, he wasn't very nice to work with on that production. Yeah. Well, he's also just a dick. Um, yeah, go listen, go listen to that episode if you also hate Tim Burton. But also, just in general, it's a good episode. And there will be more in the future. Tales of the Jedi is something we want to do. Disenchanted. Like, all the stuff that is causing me anxiety right now. Um, we will get to that eventually. But until then, folks, have a magical day.